This episode of the Bamboo Pastors Podcast has been brought to you by the Growth Center for Church and Mission. The Growth Center has established the Entrepreneurial Ministry Leader, a ministry ecosystem which brings together pastors, ministry leaders, and marketplace leaders who are finding creative ways to utilize their faith and their talents to bring the gospel to the cities and communities they live in. Check them out at thegrowthcenter.com. Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being an English-speaking pastor in a Chinese church. I'm Jalen Chan, and I'm here with my co-host, John Mon. Hey, everyone. Together, we host the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Come on in and have a seat at the table. All right, Jalen. Hello. How are you doing? Welcome uh, welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. We're so glad that you joined us, um, but it's good to see you. Jalen, how has your week been? Uh, it's been good. Um, you know, I've uh, been actually catching up on some other podcasts. I don't know what the rules and the etiquette are for promoting other podcasts while you're recording a podcast. But uh, yeah, so one of the podcasts that uh, I just started listening to is The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Okay. Uh, I know it launched earlier this summer. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so, you know, I just started listening to the first few episodes and you know, I've just been really reminded again, especially coming off of like sabbatical, the importance of uh, character over charisma. And they talk about that mm-hmm. a lot, uh, at least in the second episode that I just listened to. Um, and, you know, I think that's important. I relate that to sabbatical because, you know, so much of, you know, when we're in pastoral ministry, like it's all like go, go, go. And it's like, we don't take the time to make sure that our, our, our heart is um, being cultivated in the right way, uh, that our character is being shaped um, in the right way. And so, you know, it was, it was just good for me to, um, having come back from sabbatical, jumping back into ministry stuff, then to be reminded about this again, just to, you know, to, to make sure there's regular rhythms of Sabbath and getting into, you know, getting back into like um, healthy spiritual disciplines that uh, continue to, you know, shape my, my heart and my thinking and just, you know, my, my walk with Jesus. So, uh, I've just really enjoyed that. So yeah, I, I know we're doing, you know, part two of our sabbatical conversation, uh, today with Pearson, but, um, you know, after you listen to that for our listeners, after you listen to this episode, go and check out the rise and fall of Mars Hill. It's a, it's a good listen, but yeah. How was your week, John? What have you been, what have you been up to? Uh, it's been a pretty, I think a pretty normal week. Finally, like things are settling down because, you know, I had those couple of weeks of travel towards the end of summer. And then I came right back into uh, just a lot of, you know, um, busyness with ministry, but uh, it's been good. I actually also have listened to that podcast and I'll be honest, I, you know, it's a hard listen. I, I feel like um, it's pretty heavy and yeah. yeah, I think I just have to remind myself, like, I'm not that far removed from some of the, the behaviors and the character issues that we hear about in that podcast or like, it'd be really easy to kind of fall into that. And so, you know, I have to remind myself, like, this is not just looking at another person and, and kind of where, where they've been, but also just as, as a reminder, you know, to continue to pursue Jesus and to really live that out. Yeah. I I would also recommend the podcast. I think on a, on a personal note, something that's been kind of exciting for me is, um, you know, I'm finally selling my place in Chicago. And so, it's the first time I've ever had to do something like this. And so just like the whole process of 
um, you know, finding a buyer and now like about a week or so away from closing, I think uh, it's been pretty, yeah, it's been pretty interesting, a little bit stressful, um, but I'm just trusting that the Lord will make a way and he has done that, you know, this whole, this whole time, uh, you know, moving out to California and just trusting that he's going to continue to do that with the situation and down the road. So yeah, that's kind of been my week. Yeah. Do you feel like it's kind of like uh, one of the last sort of strings that is like keeping you connected to, to Chicago? I mean, obviously you've got <laughs> friends and family, but like, like that's a pretty big thing, right? Like selling yeah. your place here. I, I don't know because I don't think, yeah, I don't know if it felt like some like like an last anchor or something like that. Um, I think really, I think really what it was was uh, it was a fallback plan. Like, oh, if it didn't work out here, you know, I don't want to sell it too quickly and end up having to move back. You know, <laughs> uh, not not that I thought that that was a risk in the beginning, but just early on when I moved, you know, we were right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I think nobody really knew what this was going to look like for churches, and so right. I, there were some personal concerns, like, oh, I'll, I'll move and then what if we have to downsize or something, but thankfully it didn't happen. I'm really loving um, being at the church and, and uh, really getting into the ministry here. And so um, I, I think I just felt like, okay, it's time to, to move on, you know, don't need the parachute anymore. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that's <laughs> dangerous talk. I don't know. No, no, I'm going to trust. I'm trusting Jalen. That's what yes. we're doing here. So there we go. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And like, like you said earlier, uh, actually the rest of today's episode, we recorded um, last week and it's part two of our conversation with Pearson, the conversation we had together about sabbatical. And so listeners, if you haven't already listened to that one, make sure you check that out first. Otherwise you're going to jump right into the middle of a conversation uh, and maybe be a little bit confused, but yep. Thanks for listening in and uh, we'll see you or we'll hang out with all you listeners again next week. So for you guys both, as you, you know, well, I guess Jalen, you've wrapped up your sabbatical and Pearson, I think you probably have another month and a half or so. Were there things that you were hoping to do? I guess this is a question more for Jalen, but were there things that you were hoping to do that you ended up not being able to do? For myself, you know, I, I generally feel like I did most of what I set out to, to do during the sabbatical, which was to rest, go to Hong Kong, um, I, I think the one thing that I was hoping to do was I wanted to get plugged into like a local church's small group for a few months, um, you know, just feel like somewhere I could connect with people and, and, you know, build some relationship, but, um, you know, that, that plan kind of got thrown in the, in the, you know, got tossed because I ended up staying in Hong Kong an extra month longer than I thought I was going to. And then when I came back, I, there was like a month straight or like four weeks straight where I was basically interviewing at churches. And so, and then I think shortly after that COVID hit. So um, that was probably the only thing that I was hoping to do that I didn't get to do, but I don't think it was because like someone prevented me from it or I, I just dropped the ball. Just circumstances didn't allow for it to, to do. I didn't want to just pop in and out of a small group. I wanted to like consistently participate and I just didn't feel like I could do that. So Jalen, what about you? Yeah, as far as what I was hoping to do and didn't get a chance to do, um, golf more. I think I told you in a previous podcast that I want to do a lot of golfing, and and then one of our listeners who who actually was a a, a guest on our our podcast, Barry Jin, had reached out to me and he was like, 
hey, since you're doing a you know sabbatical and we live in the same area, we should go golfing. And I was like, yes, we should. But uh, I ended up not being able to golf very much. I think I only went out a, a handful of times. And so uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did wish I, I, I got to play some more golf. Um, but, but seriously, I think that um, I really wanted to take a, one of the things I had written down in my plan for sabbatical was a personal retreat, either a one day or a, uh, a two day personal retreat. And just for one reason or another, didn't work out um, hard to juggle you know, schedules with, you know, five kids and, uh, and all that. And so, uh, didn't get to do that, but, um, yeah, so there, there's a little bit of regret not being able to do that, but I also felt like, uh, there were some practices I was able to put into place that kind of simulated what I was hoping to do on a, you know, on a personal retreat. And so I'm definitely looking forward to, I'm already looking forward to, you know, another sabbatical and, 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 and prioritizing a, um, you know, a personal retreat and then, um, some more golfing, but Pearson, you know, you, you still have some time, but what are some things you haven't been able to do yet? Yeah, I still have some time. Um, I wanted to take a long bike trip. Uh, that was something that, um, there were some people in my church that had done before that I was really excited about. Uh, there's a trip called the, um, Oh, it's a, it's a thousand mile bike or it's not a thousand. It's a hundred, it's a hundred mile bike ride. And that, you know, appealed to me. Uh, but sadly, like I haven't been on my bike for like the past four months. So I hopped on it just this past weekend and rode like 10 miles and like my thighs are cramping and stuff already. And I was like, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Like, you know, so I'm already kind of feeling a little bit of that regret. Like, I don't think this is going to happen. So maybe I'll have to settle for something else. Well, you know, you still have some time. You can work your way up to it. I don't think so, man. So. The human body is only able to handle so much, you know. <laughs> you know, we just watched, we just watched the, uh, the Olympics happen. And I am, you know, I'm very high on what the human body can do. So Pearson, I believe that you can do it. Work your way up to it and make it happen, man. Yeah. You got a couple of weeks left. A, a fine physical specimen like yourself with your kettlebell <laughs> should be able to, you know, get back into riding shape within a couple of days, I'm sure. Oh, I'm telling you, That's man, right. every time I watch the Olympics, like it, you know, I'm reminded of just like how amazing the human body is and like some of the things that we can do. And then like I work out and I'm like, oh yeah, like there's a reason why I'm not an Olympian. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm leaving all this in, by the way. Oh, please do. <laughs> well, so, so for you, John, what are some things that uh, during your sabbatical, some practices or habits that, that you had put into place that, uh, um, that you've been able to keep in your daily rhythm or, you know, uh, some sort of rhythm now. And, and for Pearson, what are some things maybe you're hoping to sustain into going back into ministry life? Yeah, for me, uh, one of the practices that I kind of was intentional about during sabbatical was to do some reading. And um, I've always enjoyed reading, um, especially when I get to choose the, the books and the topics that I want to read about. Um, and so, you know, made my, my way through several books while I was on sabbatical. And that's something that I tried to sustain even beyond it. I, I don't know if some of it is I lately I've been trying to read more as a regular discipline. Um, 
you know, along with, with all the other things that I have to do and, and also along with uh, my time with the Lord, but just kind of separate from that, that I would carve out some time to read. I probably don't read as much as I wish I did or as much as I did during sabbatical, but I, I have been able to continue that. Um, but the, the sabbatical practice that I really wanted to keep up, which was working on my Cantonese, did not continue once I came off of sabbatical. That, that disappeared pretty quickly. So uh, I don't think I regressed, um, but I, I feel like it requires much regular use to keep up language study, uh, at least for myself. So what about you, Pearson? What are some things that you're hoping to, to keep going keep doing while you're when you come off a sabbatical well i, I was going to say this is a opportunity for you to call that mother of yours more often john and have that practice you know this could be a this will make her happy it'll be a win-win situation <laughs> when we talk we speak in english though oh, so. no. <laughs> <laughs> um for me it's strange um eating alone uh, having a picnic by myself has been, I think, one of the most fruitful things of my sabbatical. Um, and I, I'd hope to be able to to continue doing that, you know, every once in a while. I think like as a pastor, um, we're so used to eating with people. Or if we're eating alone just as people, you know, you're on your smart device or you're watching a video or you're in a meeting. Uh, there's always something... I, I think I just got used to doing something while I eat. And it was this very like particular time when I was eating alone um, outside. And like, I noticed, I started being like hypersensitive to my surroundings. Like I started noticing things that had been there the whole time. I just like never noticed. And like very distinctly, I felt like the spirit was telling me like life moves on without you and you're just a part of it and that was just like so freeing you know I, I think as 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 pastors sometimes you feel the weight of that responsibility to lead a congregation um, you know people look up to you or you're supposed to say the right things you're supposed to be the ideal Christian and at one point it was just like you know you're really not that big of a deal and you're just part of the world that God created and he can use broken people um, and he can use someone like you. Um, so, yeah, that was really refreshing. So, yeah, I'd say just having times to, to eat by myself and becoming just aware of my surroundings. Pearson, as a as a father of five. Eating alone to me sounds <laughs> amazing. That sounds like a dream. And I'm going to figure out a way to do that. That sounds great. Uh, and, and I'll definitely try to help my wife do that too. Um, no, that's, that, that's a, that's a, that's a good word. And I think that's really helpful for us to be reminded about, but yeah, you know, for me, I think, uh, certainly as I, as I shared before, uh, having that, um, the biblical meditation and taking even just, you know, 15, 20 minutes to do that, I think is really helpful, uh, for me and to be, to be reminded about who God is and who I am. Um, another thing for me that I, I, have been trying to maintain is, is as I shared before, just uh, reflecting on what God has done and then telling that to other people. I, I think there's, there's a part of us that, uh, that we, that we want to share, you know, at least for me, it, it's easy for me to kind of, to grumble and complain when things aren't going well. And for me to tell that to other people 
and to like have them join in my misery. But I don't do enough of the opposite where I tell other people the joys that I'm experiencing and inviting them to celebrate along with me. Um, and, and I think that's something that I want to I want to do more of. And, and I'm trying to do more of, especially just with my kids, is just to remind them and tell them, hey, look at what God did for us here. Or look at how God was moving in uh, in our church or in these people's lives. Uh, just 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 to be reminded personally that, uh, as you said, Pearson, God is always w- doing something, working on us, working in the world. Uh, we need to take notice of that, and then to tell other people that too. Uh, and I know that's helpful for my kids' faith, for them to see that uh, the God that they read about in the Bible or you know um, hear. Uh, you know, their, their Sunday school teachers talk about or their dad preach about, he's real and they can experience him. And and I want that to be, uh, I want them to have a front row seat to what God is doing and for me and my wife, Jenny, to to tell them that. And so that's something that, that I'm, I'm wanting to do and <clears throat> something that I got to do a little bit more in my, in my sabbatical. And I mean, I think just like culturally, we're kind of bad at, at doing that at and celebration, right? Like it always sounds like humble brag. And, um, you know, you never tell someone about uh, something that you're happy about or your accomplishments or something that God has been doing in you because you don't want to elicit that kind of like uh, that envy, right? Like you don't want to put yourself in that front row seat. Um, But yeah, there's so much precedence for that kind of celebration. um, And there's so much joy and redemption that could be found in that. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you guys a, a question. Um, just, uh, you know, w- why do you think sometimes churches, well, I'll say this first, you know, all three of us have churches, or in my case, had a church that uh, really, really understood um, the, the purpose of sabbatical and were gracious to give that, you know, to us. So I guess one of the questions I would ask is, why do you think churches that don't do that what are some of the reasons for that? Are there, are there certain fears you think? No, I mean, I think for a lot of churches that, um, that don't consider sabbatical leave for their pastors, sometimes the mentality is like, look, we don't get sabbatical leaves from our jobs. And surely, you know, we don't work any less hours than they do, right? Um, but the reality of pastoral ministry is that, you know, I have this ongoing joke with our lead pastor uh, whenever we take our vacation days, it's just a work from home day. Um, <laughs> and uh, your weekends are not really weekends. They're packed full of ministry activities. At nighttime, it's packed full of counseling and meeting with people or small groups or some sort of prayer meeting or church activity. Um, so the reality is, is you can either take your, you know, take your pastors and then drive them into the ground Um, or you can provide them that time of rest so that they'll actually experience more longevity at your church. Um, You know, pastoral turnover rates uh, are high, and it always costs a church more money uh, to hire a new pastor than it does for them to retain a healthy relationship with the existing one. Um, So yeah, support them, uh, love them, provide them that opportunity and that rhythm to be able to take that rest because the reality is is that our our profession makes it incredibly difficult yeah i agree with you i think that's something that you know both you know the the the, you know our congregation needs to be educated more about 
but also just people outside of the church. I think it's, there, there's, there's a, there's a, just a lack of maybe understanding. Um, and I think that even just going through the practice of explaining the sabbatical is, is helpful for our, our people to hear about, you know, and churches to know about. Um, and I would add, you know, that part of it is that maybe churches are afraid that the, that their pastor is going to go look for another church, you know, during sabbatical, because that's happened before. Right. And, and I think that there are some churches that are afraid that's going to happen, but, um, you know, as you said, if there's a healthy relationship going on there, you got to trust the Lord for that. Um, you, you trust the Lord to, uh, to renew the, the, uh, the, the pastor who's say, taking a sabbatical and you trust that the church is going to uh, continue to carry on in a healthy way. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And, and I would, and I would also say too, that, you know, I think some, some churches maybe just feel like they don't know what they would do during that time, they, they feel like maybe they'd be helpless or that, um, you know, the responsibilities would be too great without a pastor um, who is there for three months or six months or whatever it is. And, you know, what I've learned and what I've seen is that uh, there have been people who stepped up and who served in ways that maybe they themselves didn't realize they could. And I'm really grateful now that we have people because of my sabbatical they can look back and say, wow, I didn't realize I had this spiritual gift, or I didn't realize that this was a ministry that I could be involved in, or I didn't realize that I could, you know, serve my church in this way while, you know, Pastor Jalen was gone. And so I think for churches to recognize too, that this is a great opportunity for uh, the congregation to be sharpened in their spiritual gifts, to be aware of how they can serve and, and, and also to be aware of, you know, some of the things that their, their pastor does, they didn't realize, uh, you know, he's been doing. And so um, those are all, I think, good ways to kind of combat that, that feeling of, you know, what, what is, what is even good about having a sabbatical? Yeah. I mean, I think you, you captured it pretty well. I, w- I was going to point to that same, uh, I don't know if it's a statistic or urban legend or fear. Uh, really, that's probably what it is, this fear that if we send our pastor on a sabbatical, he may leave. Uh, that may kickstart the process of them moving on or something else. And, and it, it does happen. I think it's happened for people we know. Um, but I just feel like sabbatical rest for both the pastor and for the church is an exercise in trust, right? We're trusting that the Lord will provide for us in this season and the Lord will provide if he moves the pastor on or if he brings him back. And um, and, and, you know, like something that Pearson, you said earlier is having a church that really understands, you know, that, that there's a local church, but there's also the kingdom, right? The big C church that we're a part of and sending a pastor on sabbatical and then the Lord moving them on to somewhere else. That's also building into the kingdom. And it, it, that's a hard perspective to have, I think, for churches and for pastors, so I don't think that it's something that, you know, it, it's something to grow into rather than an expectation. Like every church has to view this way uh, or, or see sabbatical this way. But I do think that there's something healthy about that of understanding big picture. Like we're investing into the kingdom by sending our, not, not just allowing the pastor to take a sabbatical, but like intentionally sending them on it. And what a, yeah, what an example to, the community or to other churches, other people 
of what it looks like to really trust that the Lord will provide in, in this season, regardless of what happens. Yeah, I mean, sabbaticals really provide pastors that like balcony perspective into their life. Uh, and I mean, some take a look at that and say, yeah, I think God is calling me elsewhere. But I mean, we can't forget at the same time, it also provides the congregation that balcony view into the ministry as well. Um, you know, when this pivotal person or quote unquote pivotal person uh, has left um, and you have new volunteers uh, rise up, you have new um, vision, you have new um, desires and convictions uh, that can really steer the ministry in a very different direction uh, that can steer the church in a very direction. It could well be uh, that by the time the pastor returns from the sabbatical, the church leaders are like, Hey, we feel like God is taking the direction of this church elsewhere too. Um, so it's not really, I think, yes, it's something that we fear, but I guess my question is, should we actually fear that? You know, if God is using that as a catalyst towards getting us to start asking the right question, to start rethinking and reimagining our ministries and our life, uh, wouldn't that be a welcomed opportunity for both parties, the church and the pastor? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we kind of wrap up this uh, discussion on sabbatical, how, how would you encourage another pastor or ministry leader looking to take a sabbatical or, you know, maybe for other pastors who have taken sabbaticals in the past and, and looking to to start another one or, you know, um, what, what would your advice or encouragement be to them? I'd say, um, you know, get the wheels turning on it. Uh, start the conversations. If sabbaticals aren't written in your church's bylaws or your structures, you know, start an honest conversation with your leadership. Similar to what you just shared, uh, Jalen, with, you know, you uh, being able to preach on sabbatical and, and talk openly with your leaders and telling them why this is a biblical thing uh, and a good thing that, that should be adopted. Um, I mean, that conversation has to start at one point or, or another. I think like the feeling is always like, oh, this is so self-serving. I'm just doing all these things so that I can get this really, really awesome opportunity for myself. Uh, but the reality is, is, you know, if we're going to obey uh, scripture, if we're going to obey what, what God has, has commanded, um, rest and Sabbath rest is a pivotal theme uh, from Old to New Testament. Um, and the rhythm of, you know, the rhythm of rest is weekly, you know, there's a day that we set apart for rest. When that's super difficult for pastors, we need to start thinking about how we can integrate that into, you know, our, our time at the church. Maybe it's three months, maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year. Uh, but at some point, that's got to be a conversation that starts and who better person to start it than you. I'll just add to that, you know, I think being intentional with with what we do, even the preparation for a sabbatical, um, is is really important because you know, like the things that God calls us to, the seasons where He calls us to to work, and the season, this season of rest, we don't want to waste that time um, and waste what He's given us uh, in that. And so, being intentional with that, I just something that I wanted to also add is I remember the like the six months or so, or three months at least before going on this sabbatical, part of it was I was wrapping up ministry, but I, I knew that I was going to be on a sabbatical at some point, I think. And that season felt like double work because I was preparing, not just doing ministry in the season, but like preparing for the future to not be there. So it reminded me a lot of like, you know, when the Lord told Israel to gather twice as much on the sixth day so that the seventh day they could rest. And 
And so I would just add, just as a piece of advice is be aware of, of that. You'll have to, you'll have to do a little bit more, I think, leading into it so that you can fully enjoy that season of rest. But Jalen, any, any piece of advice you'd give someone? Yeah. I mean, I actually want to echo exactly what you said about being intentional. And for me, that looked like um, having a plan before going into it, sharing that with our, uh, with our elder and with our, you know, our board leaders. So they were aware of, you know, how, how I wanted to spend that time in sabbatical, but, you know, having, having a plan and, and going through that plan, uh, but then also not, you know, not, not, uh, not stressing out over whether that plan, whether you're able to complete that plan, right? Don't make it a checklist and, and, and try to get everything done. Um, the goal, as we've said, is to certainly rest in the Lord, is to spend time with the Lord, to cultivate your relationship with the Lord. And so if you're doing that, then, then it's a healthy sabbatical, right? But being intentional is so important. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I am a planner. And so that was really helpful for me. But I would say that even if you're not a planner, uh, make your sabbatical intentional, have things that you want to do. And the way that I kind of did it was that for me, I spent the first month reading, a, you know, reading and um, spending time on just like soul care, right? Uh, just personal uh, time with the Lord and, and emphasizing what it would look like to be quiet before the Lord. And then in the last two months, uh, kind of kind of then ramping up to um, sort of more ministry uh, adjacent or ministry, uh, practical ministry things. And so, you know, the last month I, I, I read a couple of books on preaching and that really stirred because that's one of the things that I love doing in ministry is preaching. Right. And so reading those books stirred my passion for ministry. And, and, and honestly, the last few weeks that I've been back in the pulpit, I feel like uh, preaching is, is this, newfound or re you know I've, I've rediscovered this joy of preaching and so i i think part of that was because god had stirred my heart those last few weeks because i had intentionally planned to, to read books on preaching and to grow in in my in my um ability there and so um yeah and so by the time i got back into the pulpit i was like there's all these things that god has been working on in my heart over the last month and it's going to all come out now. And uh, it, that was really healthy for me. So being intentional, um, but not stressing out over, um, you know, the plan when it doesn't go, doesn't go the way that you want it to. Love it. You know, man, this is such a great conversation. We definitely went way over time than what we initially planned. But Pearson, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with us. It was great having you on. Again, you are, uh, not only are you our only repeat guest so far, but you are the first three-time guest. So thank you again for hanging out with us. We know that you love us. And so we're glad that, that you're with us. Enjoy the rest of your sabbatical, man. I will. Thanks for having me on, guys. That's the end of our episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Bamboo Pastors podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to us on. Rate and review us and check in every week as we explore the joys and challenges of ministry in the Chinese church. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bamboo Pastors. See you next time. 